There you go. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 36 of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm your host, Jesse Burrell, and I am joined, as always, by the dapper, Riley McConnell. And Riley, our Blue Jays, man, are they making things tough right now. We lost another series. I believe it's our third series in a row. Uh, and we are now at a record of 40 wins and 32 losses, which, if you've checked the standings, we are falling. We are now in, we're still in a playoff spot, but we're in the last playoff spot as both Tampa and the Red Sox have moved up past us now. So, Riley, panic time? I don't know. How are you feeling? I think I sent out the tweet, um, you know, I'm hovering my hand over the panic button and I'm pretty, pretty close to touching it, man. As the weather's heating up, the Jays are ice freaking cold, man. And it, I can say that's a nice way of saying that we've played some pretty poor ball um, as of very recently. And we're like I always say, man, we're in a tough division. We are losing games that possibly we should win. And it's showing, man. Uh, like I think morale's down, and um, I'm really in in the mindset of that something needs to change, like like now, because if something doesn't happen now, we're just we could possibly just keep sliding. I am down for um, a trade, um, something mm-hmm. that's going to really make waves with this team. To to I mean, at the, we're contenders. This team, there's no way we're not considered a contender, and we're playing like a basement team these last couple weeks, man. There's no other way to put it. Yeah, we really haven't been hitting up to our expectations or we got off to that hot start to begin the year. And now we're kind of falling back to the pack and we're losing games or we're losing in ways we didn't think that we really could. And I think the main culprit for the Blue Jays right now of why we're not performing has been our pitching in this series against the Brewers. Yeah, Alec Manoa did his thing. Even he wasn't at his best, but he was able to battle down and gear up and get things done. Yusei Kikuchi is a problem that we're going to get into. And Jose Barrios is also a problem that we're going to have to get into here. So the Jays need to pitch better. Jays honestly kind of need to hit better too. And, you know, we just need to do all the little things well. But right now, man, I think our big issue is our pitching. And I I think we can just dive into it right now, but we got to have the Yusei Kikuchi conversation. And I don't think it's any surprise if you've listened to our first 30 episodes. We were kind of big on Kikuchi. We liked Yusei Kikuchi. At least I know I did. I really wanted him here. And I was excited when the Blue Jays signed him. And man, I think it's it's time we have that conversation. What are we going to do with it? Well... Like we were, I, you were high on him, but you got me on the train of liking this guy. And I won't, I won't give you heck for it. I think that he's a hell of a pitcher. I think that his pitch selection has been poor. I think that the other teams doing their scouting reports and the way they approach you, say Kikuchi has been great because he, he isn't really that bad of a pitcher, but again, sure looks um, like it right now though. We, I know what, I know what does Jesse, but man, something's got to change. And we've, I'm really trying to give this guy a longer leash. I think Montoyo's almost at the end of his with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's hard, man. I mean, in two, in two starts, I know you said, Manoa did his thing. Barrios goes out there and he doesn't even get out of the third. Same with Kikuchi, man. It's that can't happen. Two games in the same series. Let me let in two consecutive games mm-hmm. in a series, man. That just, that can't, happen i mean you got alec manoa who has a league high 12 quality starts i believe and then you yep. got two and two guys uh, pitchers that are supposed to be good barrio's supposed to be an ace for us kikuchi's supposed to be a good lefty piece for us and i'm seeing really none of it man like i said panic buttons here my hands here if i haven't already touched it a little bit like something's got to happen or i'm slamming my hand down on it man i don't know what it's going to take we definitely need another arm in this rotation though i'd be willing to pay a top price because it's a win now situation with what's going on jesse 
I agree. We can explore what type of candidates we think the Jays should trade for a little bit here, but I'm kind of with you. I feel like this is the urgency. And and if all else fails, maybe just trying something new, getting a new player in here could help like spark these guys, just get them going and get them excited. Just a new face in the clubhouse, for example, could just show the team, hey, like, let's rejuvenate. Let's go kind of like in 2015 when the Jays got too low in David Price. It kind of just all sparked them up. Right. And it got them playing better down that second half. Now. I'm not saying they should like that's going to happen. If they do make a trade, they got to trade for the right guys here, but I almost want to see something sooner rather than later. Well, that's the thing, Jesse. It like, I'm, I'm not saying like, you know, it has to happen now. These moves have to happen now, like before the deadline around this time, which we consider to be when players make or break their all-star appearances. No, Jesse, like I'm saying this has got to happen this week. It's Sunday night. We're recording the Sunday night Mm -hmm. after the Brewers series. And like, I'm saying, Shapiro front office, like get your pencils ready, make some phone calls like Monday morning. Something's got to happen because we have a good club and it's going to go to waste. Like, here's the thing for you, Jesse. I mean, let's be honest. If we keep going like this, I think we're in big trouble. Like, I don't think we will make the postseason without a big move right now. Yikes. It's something I, I, I feel that strongly about that. Like something we got to make waves, man, especially if Kikuchi's going to, keep crap in the bed if Barrios and I, and I don't know how Barrios, I know we talk about, he always has an ERA between this number and this number. Well, dude, the way he's pitching, he's about to have his worst statistical season by far in his career. Like, yeah. And it isn't even close. Um, yeah, dude, something's got to change. Not everyone is Alec Manoa in our rotation, and it sure as hell shows, dude, because this is just poor as anything. Yeah, I hope so. We saw last year the Jays had big bullpen issues, and I think they waited too long to get Adam Simber and Trevor Richards in there. And when that happened, the Jays did play better. The bullpen was better, but it wasn't enough to climb out of the hole. Let's see if they can change soon. But in the meantime, man, until we see a trade happen, we got to figure out what to do with these guys. We got to figure out what to do with Yusei Kikuchi and Jose Barrios. And I think I want to start with Kikuchi here. And I'm going to back things up a bit. I want to tell you about Yusei Kikuchi's history, okay? He, he tell me about it. He started his career in Japan, which I'm sure a lot of you will know. He came over to the big leagues at the age of 25, right? He pitched for the Seattle Mariners. That's the team he signed with. And his first two years in the big leagues, he was quite poor. Um, I think it was the 2020 COVID-shortened season. Kikuchi actually kind of changed his stuff. He added two miles per hour on his fastball. He got more break on his slider. He actually showed some signs at the end of 2019. And in the COVID-2020 season, He actually pitched pretty well, too. And then we saw in the first half of 2021, Yusei Kikuchi was an all-star. We know that. He was really good. He was dynamite. He was part of the reason why I wanted the Jays to get him in the offseason and why I thought there was a making of a really good pitcher here. Now, it's no surprise. In the second half of Seattle, he kind of made a pitch match change. He kind of tooled with his repertoire a little bit. And then he was a disaster in the second half. So the Jays give him a three-year contract for $36 million. We bring him on here. And the season so far, his first, what, his first month, probably, what, four or five starts? He was dreadful walking everyone. He was getting hit hard. And then he kind of made an adjustment. Yusei Kikuchi turned things around. He had that, what, four strip, four start stretch where Yusei Kikuchi actually looked pretty good. It looked like he was turning things around. And then it kind of fell apart for him again, right? So we kind of gave him the last few starts to see, okay, is it just a one start blip? Well, no, it wasn't because he had two poor starts. Then he had his another poor start. And we're like, okay, this is what's not working. We got to find a way to turn it around. And now this kind of seems to be like our little last straw, like, his pitches, Riley, some of them weren't even close. Like he's getting bailed out by throwing a pitch behind a batter's head that just gets lucky because it hits the batter's bat and then throws, gets called a strike on it. And so it's no wonder with this guy who has like this command that's so dreadful, like non-competitive pitches that we talked last time that like he can't even like any pitch that he gets close to the zone is being crushed and it's being hit. And you just can't have that right now. So Riley, 
that's what Kikuchi's been. Yeah, there's a chance he can turn it around. He flicks a switch. He figures it out because that stuff is still pretty good that he can do it. But I haven't seen anything, at least not lately, that makes me think Kikuchi can do this. So my question for you here is, man, is like, I think that list, I, yeah. like, what do we do with him? I, that, I, man, I'd like to throw him for 32 starts this year. I, I think that, you know, that's coming into this year healthy. Like he's supposed to be, a, a, you know, a bottom of the rotation starter and do his thing out there. He's getting hit way too hard. I don't, I don't know, Jesse, at this point, we don't have the depth to, mm-hmm. That's a problem. Really explore explore other options. No, it's going to have to be outside help. Um, it's way too early to bring our, some of our pitching prospects up. I don't know. Like, Baraki's gone. Pearson's, let's be real, gone. probably he's not. He's, he's not happening. Yeah. And guys like guys like Anthony Kay, like, I don't even know what to yeah. tell you about Thomas that. Thomas like, right? Like, I know. It's, uh, it's tough. It's, it's a struggle. It's going to have to... Yeah, I know, man. It's going to have to be outside help. Right. So so in the meantime, what do we do with Kikuchi? Because if we keep running him out here and he keeps doing stuff like this, this Blue Jays, we're not going to be a playoff team. So my first thought when I thought about this is let's do the Trevor Richards thing. Let's put him on the IL, right? Like kind of like we did with him with like a neck spasm or maybe he just wakes up with a sore back and you can put him on the 15-day IL to just get a mental break almost to clear it and then fill his start with someone else. Maybe we put Maximo Castillo in there or something. I don't know, but every report Kikuchi gives, he says, no, I'm healthy. My body feels great. Everything seems to be fine. So it, I feel like that kind of rules out the phantom IL situation for him. So our next move, if that's going to happen is, um, do we just, do we send him down like to triple a that way he gets some work or whatever. He does have minor league options still. So maybe there's a chance we actually do send him down just to kind of, See if that recharges him because we've seen that before with a few players. You send them down for a few weeks, they let them get their groove back and then come back up. But do you really want your $36 million man in Buffalo right now? I mean, I don't know. And then I've had calls from some people who just say they want him gone off this roster, DFA, eat the contract, whatever. Like Yusei Kikuchi isn't it. So what do you think we should do with Yusei Kikuchi here? Well, we're not eating that contract. That's a huge contract. We got to do something. And the sad part is, Jesse, let's talk about our two you know, kind of hammers on for pitchers that are kind of weighing over us, Barrios and Kikuchi. Mm -hmm. I mean, at least if we decided, hey, you know, and I wouldn't do this, I would not trade Barrios, but he has way more, I know he's got a big, big hefty contract too, but he's got way more value than Kikuchi has right now. Um, It's almost a dump trying to get rid of Kikuchi, right? Because 29 teams, if we were to offer up, it's like, well, that's a contract dump because he's definitely not performing up to that level. I mean, I don't even think the Diamondbacks would take a deal like that, man, to be honest with you. Like, that's a that's a that's a big that's a big time thing. And it's not like it's one or two years. Like, I know it's three years. It doesn't seem like a long time, but over 10 million dollars a year. Yeah, that's a pretty big hit, man. When you're talking about. I don't know what our payroll is currently higher than it has been in previous years, but you're still taking up a large sum on our side. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's, 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 we're going to have to yeah. eat it. I don't think DFBAing them. You almost have to work them through this. Uh, the reassignment starts in Buffalo might be a good idea. You're right. He has options, but in the meantime, my problem isn't sending them down. It's, who the hell do we bring up or who's who's coming aboard our roster and what's the price to pay? Because we got to have five starters in the in the rotation. And if Kikuchi's out, Ryu's gone for the year. He might be his career might be done. We got 
four guys and stripling is even not questionable as a starter he's going to be a starter for he's the our starter now absolutely but we yeah. don't know what the yeah i know but we've never seen seen him like that he this is going to be the rest of his season and i hope I, I i sure hope that he keeps it up man because we're in big trouble from a starting pitchers we can't score double digit runs every night man and even if we take somebody like Maximo Castillo, who's been getting some buzz, and he actually pitched well in game two of this series here, even if we put him in the rotation, he becomes our fifth starter, right? The Jays still play eight games in the next seven days against the Red Sox and the Tampa Bay Rays, two teams that are right there with us in the uh, in the wildcard race here. And like these are very important games. We need to win these games. So because we're playing so many, if our bullpen keeps getting taxed from all these like short outings that Jose Barrios is giving him and you say Kikuchi is giving him, we're going to need not only long relief arms, but we're going to need another starter as well to start in one of these games. So almost like the Blue Jays need two starters right now. I'd be looking through that waiver wire. I'd be calling the phones in Buffalo. I would get somebody in here, somebody with a pulse who can just give us like five innings, only give up, say two runs. And that's good. Call it a day because the Blue Jays need somebody like that right now. If you know, like I, I'm going to be real mad if something actually doesn't happen this week, Jesse Shapiro and company need to make moves and he knows that. And I'll tell you another thing too. Um, if they, if they fire Montoya over this, I'll be pretty disappointed because it comes down to a lack of depth. And I know Montoya is only, he's, he's not scrounged. I mean, we're, we're deeper than some teams, but we're not deeper than most. And right now we got, what was our uh, opening day catcher? Um, on the injured list, Springer, we we're not too sure at this point. Like, I know he's back, but it's more of a case of, you know, he's really, again, it's an injury thing. It's, you know, worrying about Springer, right? It's, and you got Ryu done. It's just, we're running into injuries and I don't blame Montoyo for his managing this team more so i also wouldn't be surprised if they canned them in a way they're gonna do something up but if they fire montoyo that's the, that's the that's a coward's way out in my opinion yeah i don't think that's the play here either yeah. i want to touch uh moving on to jose barrios i don't have a lot to say because we can say a lot of the same things we said about kikuchi to jose barrios too um but do you have do you take anything from the fact that barrios's best starts have come when alejandro kirk has been catching him and when Danny Jansen or Gabriel Moreno has been behind the plate, the Blue Jays pitchers haven't really done nearly as well. Like, is there anything to that? Do you think there's something there or is that just kind of randomness throughout the season? I don't think it's a lot of randomness. There is it being a signal caller is, is something. And if you're a pitcher and you're comfortable with a certain catcher, right? If you, if you use an, if have an effective battery and you're a pitcher that prefers a catcher, put that catcher in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should be able to request to say, to say hey, Chuck, Charlie, I'm, I'm taking, um, you know, I want uh, Kirk or I want Jansen behind the plate. There should be no hassle. If your pitcher is comfortable, that's going to win you ball games. Whoever catches, it, you know, if a pitcher requests it, that's fine. But obviously there's there's some luck involved, but there's I don't think that's too much of a coincidence either, Jesse. As a little stat here, Gabriel Moreno has started eight games behind the plate now. Jays have won two of them. And have averaged more than six runs a game uh, given up when uh, Gabriel Moreno's been behind the plate. So I don't know. Eight games can't take a lot out of it, but just I don't know if there's maybe something there. Maybe Brios just really needs Danny Jansen. I who knows what it yeah. is, right? But we need something, and something needs to go happen soon because if these pitchers are coming out and they're pitching like this, this Blue Jays will not be a playoff team, and it that will be the exact reason why. 
There, you said it too, Jesse. And I don't think at this point, like something's got to change. You just, you cringe when I said it, when I said non-playoff team, but the way that we're playing right now, it's going downhill uh, from here. Also, I'm on Moreno. I would love to see him shag a couple balls from left field to increase his versatility. I know that sounds a little bit weird, but hey, he's he's been good so far with the bat. And if catcher isn't his sting, then we've seen it before. Catchers move out of positions. It was our guy, Carlos Delgado, was a, um, I, I believe, just celebrated his 50th birthday. Ah, happy birthday, and, Carlos. Uh, yeah, either today or belated. Happy whatever birthday. Doesn't matter. Uh, it's <laughs> We don't have guys like that right now who can carry this team or who haven't been carrying this team. Um, but yeah, to get back to what you were first saying, yeah, I'd love to have Jansen back. Can't wait for that to happen. And if the pitchers want Kirk and he does better, then put all Alejandro behind the plate. Well, enough of the negatives there. We've, we're going to be watching this a lot as the series goes on. Let's move on to something positive. At least it wasn't all bad. The Blue Jays did win a game this series. So let's talk about that, Riley. Let's go to a thumbs up. Take it away. Who gets your first one? Hmm. You know what? Because I'll let you take I'll let someone that we'll talk talk about every time. Let's just give you the easy one. Kirk. Yeah, I just said it. What more do you want us to say about this guy? And I I mean, it's that we're 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 just beating this one dead. But Alejandro Kirk might be the hottest athlete in the in the world right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, vote for this guy if you haven't. You can vote up to five times a day. I mean, I'm so glad he's batting in the middle of this order where he deserves. He's an RBI machine. He's got his extra base hit. He's he's drawn walks and looking in the series too, which I didn't even realize because he's hitting hitting it so hard and hitting it so good. He had a bomb to center field. Love that. For yeah, him. It was, he's got yeah. doing everything to all fields, man. And I mean, it, walking too and playing good defense. Like there's not man, you can't say much about Kirk if he's put, he's gonna get MVP votes if his season continues. Like straight up, Jesse, for sure. Yeah, we don't have anything really more to say because he's been on fire. Four home runs we in his last it, five games. We right? said like, it last week. We said it the week before. Like we talk about Kirk every episode. Next. Yeah. Well, just one stat I want to say first. He has a 160 WRC plus, which is ninth best in all of baseball. So not just all star, not just best catcher. He's one of the best hitters in the game. Period. He's been better than Jose Altuve, Xander Bogarts, Freddie Freeman, Kyle Tucker. Um, Ty France has had a really good year. Pete Alonso. Like, he's been better than all of them, which, wow, Alejandro Kirk. Um, I want to talk about another guy who give a thumbs up, a guy who might you might not have noticed has played a little better recently. But how about Kevin Biggio and the, the road trip that he put up? He had the home run in Chicago. He had another home run here. And not only is he hitting the ball up, he is hitting the ball hard. And since his return from the injury, Kevin Biggio has actually played really well. And we're going to pair that along with Santiago Espinal's struggles. And I really wonder, we saw for the first time this series that they took Santiago Espinal out of the lineup and put Kevin Biggio in there in his place. So I'm wondering, Riley, are we starting to see a changing of the guard here? Is Kevin Biggio going to be a guy that a lot of Blue Jays fans have given up on? Or like, what's the deal here? It's kind of like a Rocky movie, to be honest with yeah. you. Like, like Kevin gets knocked out, and he's oh, uh, he's got it. He's doing this wicked training, coming back right now, mm-hmm. and he's in his his opponent, a friendly. I hope it's a friendly competition, is Espinal, and now he's slowly he's slowly doing well. I read somewhere that he his his OPS is actually very hot. I don't have the exact number. It's over eight hundred right now. It might be a recent. Not the whole season, but in recent play, he's got a no PS above 800. He's doing well, man, especially at Espinal's struggles. This is something that's got to happen. And quite literally, Biggio has stepped up to the plate, man, and showed that, yeah, 
don't give it all to Espinal, man. And we've noticed there's a conversation of, oh, well, what can we get for who uh, Espinal or Vigio? Uh, we're keeping both of them because we've seen the problems we have with injuries. And Espinal can play a lot of infield positions, and so can Cavan and even yep. the outfield. We hold both of them. They still, they still platoon. I'm, I'm sure Espinal still will get the majority of of the innings, yeah. but Biggio is not a bad dude to have on this team. Another, another extra base hit the series, some good defense. Like, yeah, Biggio definitely is a thumbs up, man. Maybe one of the more quiet thumbs up though, for sure. Like you said, Jesse, maybe someone you haven't noticed, but we're not talking bad things about him, which is yeah. if they're not, which if is they're rare. Not saying, <laughs> yeah, I exactly, man, that we, this was, uh, I think our whole podcast was just bashing Biggio <laughs> at the start of it, man. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, speaking of the other part of the podcast, my last thumbs up goes to my guy, Matt Chapman. Yep. Bases clearing double in the game. He booted a ball with the bases loaded, but it was already a blowout. And I just want to make that clear. He didn't get an air on it. McCutcheon hit one. I believe it was like 104 miles an hour off the bat. Mm -hmm. So sorry you couldn't catch that one, Chapman, but you can't get them all, dude. Um, taking his walk still, driving in runs. Um, he batted, I believe, seventh in every game he played in the series. Seems to be his is, spot. I yeah. don't mind it. I, I definitely don't want to move him up. He's no Alejandro Kirk at the plate right now. <laughs> he's still he's still striking out, man. I told you guys that he's still a guy who's going to strike out. He does now have double-digit home runs, though, which I like. I mean, he's on track for, you know, a decent year statistically, man. And I think he's only going to get better. Like, he's really, really driving the ball hard, dude. I want to point out what Matt Chapman did against the um, reigning NL uh, Cy Young Award winner and Josh Hader in game two of this series. In the first inning, he had a single, which I think was that basis clearing double. No, that double came later. But the single yeah. was hit 107.4 miles per hour. He then hit a home run that was 101.8 miles per hour. His double that he hit down the line, 99.3. And then off Josh Hader, he flew out. But even that was hit 95.4. And we've talked about how Matt Chapman's hitting like the balls to the warning track a lot. And he's like underperforming his expected statistics based on what StatCast says he should be doing. And you see this from Matt Chapman and you're like, yeah, it's there. There's a real guy here. And the reason why we were excited when we traded for him in the first place is just, it'll come. Be patient. Matt Chapman is going to do his thing. Yes, he will, Jesse. I told you guys that, and he's he's still an elite. He has the possibility to put elite level numbers up. Maybe he won't finish the year with the most glorious of numbers, but he's gonna he's gonna create wins for us on third base for sure. It was a great addition, man. Hey, at least one of us picked one of our favorite players that are getting us wins there, Mister Picucci <laughs> Lover. <laughs> yeah, Riley, I have to ask, what am I doing with the jersey? Like. I have oh, it. Oh, you're you're thing, keeping man. it. You're okay. keeping it. You're just not hanging it up. Right. Well, you're like um, Vladdy can stay there. You have a. Mm -hmm. I just have this banner. It's the 92, 93 World Series. You got a nice, beautiful pictures and a pennant and a Vlad jersey. I love it. It looks great, man. Uh, the Kikuchi one. You can just kind of fold that and tuck it into the back of your closet or something like that. You know, bring it out on special occasions. Okay, perfect. We'll do that. Um, I did want to touch on two with this series that Teoscar Hernandez quietly was quite poor this series. He only went one for 12. He had a hit actually in his first at bat of the series and then nothing over his next 11. So he was really good before this. So I think it's just one of those things, a small blip for Teo, but let's hope he can turn it around coming home against the Red Sox. And Riley, the Blue Jays sit, what, we're 40 wins and 32 losses. We're 72 games into the season. So we got about 110 more to go. And I think this is a good time to check in where we think these players are. So I'm going to read through pretty much the core players of the team. And you're going to tell me, do you think they've 
exceeded our expectations of what we had coming into the season? Have they met them exactly or have they underperformed their expectations? And we can do this sure. quite quickly yeah. if you'd like, right? Yeah, for sure, man. I'm sure you're just going to read me the, 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 uh, the slash line for these guys and we'll go from there, eh? No, I'm just going to tell you their name. <laughs> okay, we can sure. go from there. Shoot from the hip then, Jesse. Yeah. All right, uh, George Springer, do you think he's performed better than he thought we would do this year? Has he met your expectations or has he underperformed? I don't think I'll say this to too many guys, but I think he's right on uh, right on par for what I thought. That personally, Jesse, I don't know how you feel. I think he's pretty pretty close to expectation. Yeah, I I can just I can agree. He's been hurt a little bit, which kind of sucks. But when he's been good, he's been really good. You know, he's fine. Second best hitter on this team. I think I'm with you yeah. there. Uh, Vladdy, how would you rank Vladdy? Oh, I hate to say it, but he has underperformed so far. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of that is just straight power numbers, the extra base hits. That's, that's one of the only reason he's underperformed this far. A lot of singles from Vladdy. Like at this time last year, I think he had 26 home runs. This year, I could look it up really quick, but I think he's got 13, 14. So yeah, underperforming what we thought Vladdy could do, which could be a reason why the Jays are kind of where they are. Uh, Bo Bichette, what were your expectations? And has he met them? or he, them? He, he has. He has. It's just slightly below the line. He has not exceeded. He is under expectations for me. He has underperformed, and it's almost the same with Vladdy. And his defense certainly um, is is a little bit. You know, I expected it, but he's definitely underperformed at the plate, even so. Yeah, I mean, he's still been fine. Like Vladdy has still also been fine, but we kind of wanted them to be better than fine, and they haven't been so far. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez, how would you rank him? Oh yeah, I, I, I he started the year fine. Like really, it just and like you said, he was he was over his last eleven. I still think he's just either at expectation underneath. Man, I didn't think Teos was going to have a huge huge year, but yeah, he's still below expectation for me. The only problem is he's been hurt for a large percentage of that, mm -hmm. right? Which really brings it down. He did go on that tear where he was really good for a few weeks there, but I think I'm with you. I'd almost put it like, yeah, he's below it, but he's also quite at the expectations. So. You know, we'll give him like one and a half there. Um, yeah. Alejandro Kirk, obviously, I think we can pretty say pretty much easily yeah. he has exceeded next. our expectations. Yeah, next. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's do Matt Chapman. What have your thoughts been on him? I think I think it's I think it's right along the same lines. I think he's he's at expectations free. I know I know people watch. Well, whoa, Riley, like he hasn't hit this and that. And it's just like, well, dude, like. They're, he's just not hitting it where they're not, man. He's right along, right along the lines. I expected this. I told, I know what he's about, and if anything, he's gonna he with a little bit of luck, with a spoonful of luck for Matt Chapman. Watch his numbers just balloon up. So someone told me on this show that he was gonna hit forty three home runs this year. Well, and you're <laughs> and you're wrong. There's there's ninety games to go, not one hundred ten. Nah, Mister Burrow, we got come on, math buddy. Let's go. Had hockey season in my brain. Whatever. Um, we'll yeah. say he's met expectations, but I expect more from Matt Chapman going forward here. Um, who's next? Uh, um, Espinal. I think we can safely say Santiago Espinal has exceeded our expectations. Yeah, so far. yeah. In in recent in recencies, right along the lines, but definitely see a season a season overview definitely exceeding. Okay, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Uh, he's 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 weird. I I don't even think I could say because he's been so all over the place, man. He has so three home that, runs this year. I'm putting it as he has not yeah. had expectations. Oh, he's yeah, he's not expectations, but yeah. So I don't know guy, what it, yeah, I don't know what your expectations were for Ryan Tapia this year, but uh, they couldn't have been high to begin with. And has he hit him? Is he at him? Is he over him? I, no, 
I actually expected more from Tapia um, from what he did in Colorado. I would say he's definitely one of the play- players is well below my expectations, to be honest with you. Right. And so I think we can say, though, uh, for Danny Jansen, even though he has been hurt, unless you want to think the injury brings him down a little bit to just meets expectations. Oh, but when he's been no. on the field, he's been great. When he's when I hate I hate that he's injured. I don't want to bash an injury. That's you don't you don't make fun injuries and things like that unless it's a Yankee um, like Jansen just just is so unlucky. And he is well above expectations when he is in the game. All right, so I guess we can move through the pitchers pretty quickly. I think it's safe to say Hunjin Ryu, Jose Barrios, and Yusei Kikuchi have all underperformed, right? Yep, yep. Alec don't, Manoa don't. and Kevin Gosman, oh, what would you say about them? Oh, Gosman, a little bit above, I'll be honest with you. I didn't think he was going to do that great. But Gosman is above, and Alec Manoa is on the same tier as Alejandro Kirk when we're mm-hmm. talking about exceeding. Yeah, he's, he's definitely done, gone above and beyond that what we thought he could do here so far. And then I just want to say, um, uh, Ross Stripling. Like I know he's pitched oh. out of the pen and he's gone to the starts, but how would you rank him? Oh, well, well above expectations as well, man. And it sucks because um, Manoa was so up there. But if we want to talk about how below expectations guys were, Barrios might be the bottom of the barrel for me <laughs> yes. right now. I, I'm not kidding. He he might have been. I might have had the most hype on him, and and now just like I just I don't want to talk about. I, I'm scared to go look at what I thought he would do at the start of the year because it ain't going to be nothing close to what is happening um, at this point in the year. And I assume we can say Jordan Romano has kind of just met our expectations. He's had a blown save How here about we there, just, but for the most part, he's been dandy, right? Yeah, I'll be honest. We'll say bullpen. We'll split the bullpen half and half. I'll say half the guys that include Romano, Simber, um, have have gone over expectations or have met them, and then guys like Trevor Richards and Garcia has been below expectations for sure. me. That sounds fair. So Riley, out of all the like, core, the main pieces of this show, we've only had five Blue Jays actually exceed our expectations, and they've been Kirk, Jansen, Stripling, Manoa, and I forget who we said the fifth one was. But still, like God, that's man. yeah, that's it. Yeah. Out of all of this team, like no wonder this team has underperformed what we thought they could do, and. We, the Jays are going to need bigger things from Vladdy, bigger things from Bo, bigger things from Gurriel, even Matt Chapman to get out of his funk, or else this team is in trouble, like you said. So let's hope they can turn it around there. Riley, before we preview probably the biggest week in the Blue Jays season so far, anything you want to throw in here? I think we're right along the course. Let's take a deep breath before we talk about this, because listeners, as Jesse just said, this is a huge week. Mm-hmm. And I really hope tomorrow morning I wake up and tomorrow afternoon find out that there has been some sort of change made. It's got to happen. We're now in a week with divisional rivals that we need to pull out something huge here. Yeah. Good news is Blue Jays do come back home. So on Monday, will be Kevin Gosman going the mound. Uh, Red Sox haven't named a starter for game one yet. Ross Stripling will be facing Michael Waka in game two. And Wednesday will be Alec Manoa against Nick Pavetta. So we have both. We probably are three best pitchers, honestly. Gosman, Stripling, Manoa against the series against the Red Sox. A team we're now tied with. A team on paper we should be better than, but we haven't been. So Riley, pray with me. Are the Blue Jays going to turn it around or is this funk going to continue? We got us, like I said, we got to see moves made for this. This series is a good one because like you said, we probably have the three best arms as, our, as for our starters heading to the hill. I, I probably feel that going into this, I almost feel the worst about Gosman at this point, but I still think this is a series that we can hit the Red Sox and hit them hard and hit them early. To. We're, I mean, we're going to have to, right? But I have a lot of faith and obviously Manoa, 
but Stripling as of late has been awesome too. And I really hope that he has another quality start and can, can really do a number on these Red Sox hitters. Yeah. Put on your lucky socks, put on your lucky hat. Cause the Jays just need something to go their way, whether it's Babbitt blocker, we, we really need a statement game. We need like Kevin Gosman to come take the hill here and just be like, you know what? I'm taking this team on my back. I'm going to carry these guys. I'm going to go out eight, eight shutout innings tomorrow and pretty much single-handedly give his team the win. Cause we need that kind of pick me up. We need something to happen here. And that's what we really need from Kevin Gosman. If he goes out and he gives up all these flares and burners again, and the Jays defense can't make plays behind him, then we could be in trouble yet again. And I don't know if I could handle that. It's already hard to handle, man. I'll be honest with you. It was been a disappointing last week and a half. It is about time to turn it around. Jesse, when you made that bold call about the Yankees and we ended up, I cursed really us, didn't I? You cursed us there, but <laughs> and I'm not going to say this is where we turn around, but this is the week that that is a make or break for almost the rest of the year. This is this is a very impactful two series coming up and a chance where we could, really could either sink or swim for the for the rest of the year, man. Well, Riley, Blue Jays fans, we'll be back to talk about it all. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot of amazing storylines to come out of this three game series. Hopefully we have a move that has been made to help this team. I don't know, man. I'm not feeling confident with the way this Blue Jays team has performed, but baseball is a weird sport. We have two of our best guys going on. I'm blindly going to say we win two out of three, but man, do I not feel good about that. Man, would I, I would, I would want, I want nothing less than a sweep. Do I think it's going to happen? There's always a chance, but I think that the safe bet would be to say two out of three. And I mean, we got to we got to have three hell of a ball games and be in those ball games in order to win two of them. All right. Well, guys, that'll do it for our episode here today. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back at midweek to record our midweek podcast to recap this series. Make sure you like and subscribe to us here. We're going to be doing this all season long. We've been doing it all season long. So thanks to all of you who have been tuning in already. Uh, make sure you give us a five star on Spotify. We're not everywhere you can get your podcast yet, but we're pretty darn close. So you can listen to us while you're on the go, on the move and all that stuff. And hey, we're passionate Blue Jays fans just like you are. So let's buckle in. These are the roller coasters of a Blue Jays season. We're going to ride them here with you. Riley, anything else to add before we get out of here? Yeah, well, at least at least I got one team that's been doing okay. Tonight's the night, baby. Tonight's the night. Game six. They're going to do it, man. I have, I have a good feeling. Let's, uh, let's crush this Tampa dynasty. And um, it's going to be the end of the NHL season. So you can expect me to like pretty much be glued to the Jays for the rest after tonight, because they're going to win her tonight. And this week coming up for our, for our Jays is like we said, 40 times already. This show is going to be huge, man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I'll let you get to it. Enjoy the game. See everybody. And thanks for tuning in. Thanks a lot, guys.